Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, every Wednesday podcast brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. Just kidding, not all the days of the week, because we're broadcasting from lockdown. And not all of the items either. Double whammy. That was our high budget sound effect, similar to a cell door shutting. Did I nail it? No. No. Not even close. All right. All right. Sounded more like a like a samurai sword or something. Ah, uh, that's cooler. <laughs> that's it cooler. Is way cooler than a prison cell door shutting. Yeah, indeed, indeed. <laughs> I agree with you there. And this uh, this is of course your host, Mr. Reese, aka Reeseus, as I am known on the interwebs by some. And with me, as always, the man with the plan, Francis McGillicuddy. That would be a really cool name if that was an actual name. I'm sure there has been a human being or two named Francis McGillicuddy in the history of the world. Maybe. Okay, speaking of weird names, you know I'm a huge Elon Musk fan. Did you see what he named his newest? His wife's name is interesting, too. Well, Grimes is not, it's not his wife, it's his girlfriend, bruh. Don't you put your patriarchal labels on on top. Don't put a ring on that. So her real name is something totally blasé. It's like Sarah Smith or something like that. But uh, she goes by Grimes. And their kid is named like A X two slash pi symbol or something. She explained it in a tweet what it means. Ooh. And I, bro, like I've never felt the generation gap more than I did at that moment. Cause like I was like, maybe this was Elon's idea, and it's like a it's an equation that means like, like outer space or something. Yeah, but it's it's it seems like it was more her idea because like every. It doesn't matter, really. It's they can name their kid what they want. I'm just sure he's going to end up being not called A X Pi Dash Four. Like, how does a teacher even pronounce that? You like, don't, what? right? Like, it's that? it's just absurd. We're going to go with a uh, Pi. All right, hey, nice yeah, Pi, cool. and that's kind of a silly name too, except for Life of Pi, which sadly, the, sadly, the guy that directed that passed away recently. Where was the actor and actress that named their kid Apple? I don't remember who it was. That was Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but the thing is, Apple's not that weird. Like. Get out of here. Okay. You're named after a fruit. Would you rather be Apple or AX Pi dash six square root? Maybe it's the future, Reese. So, but anyway, like I looked at the tweaks. I was curious, right? I'm like, gosh, this is, is this just like a blatant like publicity grab? Like, why would you do this to this kid? And she explained it. And like, f- like from the word go, yeah. her like Twitter profile is an anime version of herself. And I was like, <laughs> this is a different world we live in. <laughs> And it was like, there was like her favorite song and like the the letter and that vari- X is the variable in an equation. I was like. Plus Elon probably smoked a lot right before they came up with it. This he's is like, his. He's like, yeah. This is his seventh kid anyway. So he was probably like, whatever. <laughs> whatever you want to name it. Dude, my dad is one of six kids. Yeah. And uh, his he's the youngest, right? And his sister, the, the fifth kid. Like. The, the names of the, the first four kids are pretty, like, original to, like, normal. Yeah. And my last name is Robbins. Obviously, a lot of people know that. By the time they got to the end, his sister is named, they named her Robin. Robin Robbins. <laughs> Classy. I like it. At that point, they're just like, <laughs> whatever. Shit, what do we name? Yeah. Uh, I guess Robin? They were just like, she'll get married eventually. <laughs> but at least Robin is a cool name. That was so funny. The Robin Robbins. I was like, it's really? really Robin funny. Robbins? That was it? Like, it's pretty awesome. Oh, brother. 
But uh, yeah, that was an interesting one. Um, but yeah, he's had he's had seven kids, so was, he was probably just like whatever. You see, uh, I think NASA delayed the SpaceX flight or something like that. I didn't see that. Yeah, I think they delayed it due to COVID. Yeah, killing it. Uh, but yeah, that was just kind of a fun little thing. I'm a huge Elon Musk fan. Um, anybody that wants to get like a uh, learn more about it. The, um, the, the biography written about him, it was, it's like SpaceX, the future, Tesla, something like that. Can't remember the full title. It is a great, very inspiring, uh, book. I highly recommend it. If, even if you're just curious to learn more about like what kind of person he is and you know, all that kind of stuff, it was really good. It was written by a guy that started out as like a really harsh critic of his. Nice. Yeah. I, th- I found it to be a good read. Yeah. So anyway, we normally talk about gaming, tabletop gaming, specifically the Games Workshop hobby here at Signals from the Frontline. But things have been a little slow lately as we've been kind of going through a, a different period of time than what most of us are used to. And uh, shows me a little brief this week as it was uh, the last couple of weeks, just because there's not as much going on right now. But there's still some pretty exciting stuff to talk about. Predominantly, uh, Games Workshop has previewed some of the new Engine War Ooh. releases. Engine War is the latest and greatest Psychic Awakening release. Um, everything's been kind of pushed back, put on hold, you know, et cetera, et cetera, as uh, a lot of businesses slow to a, a standstill. But and some of these models aren't exactly new. Um, we have seen some of these before, but we're getting kind of like the full preview treatment right now, which is very cool. And uh, some of these models I've been waiting to see, Frankie and I have been waiting to see as playtesters for well over a year at this point. So it's really neat to actually see the models. Yeah. Because when you play test, you don't actually get to see the models. You get the rules. And it can make it kind of a challenge to like conceptualize, you know, what does this model look like? Um, and you have to give it your best guess. So it's always really kind of a treat to finally get to see them after an extended period of time. And uh, some of the ones that I was most excited about were these Admech Calvary models. So you got like, um, you know, uh, Skitari riding cyber horses. And they're really, really cool. Um, this one has a flamer face. No, it's a uh, something else. That is definitely it's a called flame. a sulfur breath. I, I think I have sulfur breath right now. Probably. <laughs> I uh, drank a lot of coffee this morning, and I haven't brushed my teeth yet because it's sulfur breath. It's actually bad for you to brush your teeth right after you drink coffee. Really? Yeah, you're supposed to wait thirty minutes. Yeah, it's for any food, isn't it? No, you're supposed to brush after you eat, but uh, anything that's can break down the enamel of your teeth. You're supposed to wait a little bit. Hmm. Um, Dropping knowledge on you guys today. Boom, dude. I bet Elon Musk named this release too. I bet. Engine war. Oh, yeah. Like, totally. oh, man, He's like, are those engines solar powered? Because if they're not, I'm not into it. Yeah, it should be Tesla war. <laughs> Go. Um, but yeah, they previewed some of the rules and uh, a lot of fun. So sulfur breath, what it does, this horse breathes fire. Are you sure it, it's a horse? It's like a horse dog. It looks way more like a dog. It does. A Whatever. Dog. I'm into it. I don't care. Well, they're called sulfur hounds. Well, then I would think that'd be a dog. <laughs> Cerberi sulfur hounds? What are they called? No, I don't even know. Okay. Sulfur hounds are fed on it in order to breathe fire. I don't know. What? Are, who knows? It's a pistol, D6, strength 4, AP1, 1 damage, 8-inch eight eight range. So it's cool because you can use it in melee and um, it ignores cover. And it automatically hits. Yep. So mm-hmm. it's a better flamer. Yep. Really good. And the fact that you can use it in combat is excellent. 
you know, if you're in combat for long enough to actually get to use pistol weapons, which doesn't always come about. When it does, it's fun. I have to, I have to remind myself. I'm like, oh, yeah, pistols. People always forget. You're like, oh. Because you have to usually go through two rounds of combat before you even get to do it, at which point oftentimes the combat's over because <laughs> yeah. everybody's dead. Uh, and then the other version of this unit, uh, it's more of a knight. Uh, it looks like a Skatari ranger riding on a dog horse. With a sword. Dog horse. Uh, and this one has a uh, Archeo revolver. And it's a range 12 inch pistol one, string five, AP two, two damage. That's a, man, that's a serious six shooter. And it right. looks like a six shooter. But it only shoots one very large bullet at a time. Well, duh. Very, very large. I mean, you got a bolter. I got a revolver, like, bro. It'd be great if you had to reload every shot. <laughs> boom. That would how boom. that wouldn't be great. Reload. Boom. I like how that pistol it dominates a bolter or a bolt rifle. Oh, it hits way harder. Yeah. Way harder. And it's not that less range. Half. They should just give every space marine two of these. Yes. In quick draw holsters. That'd be way better. They'd be so much better. Two string five. Space marine with like. Double holsters. Well, they do. In 30K, they have um. There's a whole class of Marines that have double pistols. They look super cool too. Yeah. Well, it's like the uh the guys from what was the Star Wars show? It just ended. Clone Wars. Yeah. Like some of the clones had double pistols. Yeah. Those guys are sick. I haven't seen the latest and greatest and last uh, season of Clone Wars, but everyone is saying it's amazing. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet either. Yeah, every like so many people reach out to me like, oh, you gotta watch it, and I'm like, all right, I will, I will. Um. I haven't really been watching that much TV either lately, but I will definitely, definitely get on that. Yeah. So pretty cool. And then of course you can assume he's got like a power sword or electro sword or. I hope it's just a normal sword. Techno blade or Not something. special. Yeah. He's got to have something cool. <laughs> um, and then we also get a preview of the new jump infantry unit and they're showing off the flechette carbine, Ooh. 24 inch range, assault five. But wait for it. Strength three. Yay. Oh, boy. One damage. No AP. Oh, boy. AP nothing. It's a lot of shots. <laughs> they look cool, though. It's a lot of shots. And you know what, though? With Admech, you can always use, like, Fury of Mars and make them do mortal wounds. Um... This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends you new cartridges, so you never have to think about ink. Save up to 50%. You'll pay less than $5 a month for ink and never run out again. Find out if your printer is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash Spotify. That's really where you're going to make these guys uh, get the most use. And they're probably Skatari so that you can use some of the other stratagems to increase the odds of doing mortal wounds. Because um, I was using the shard carbines, which are basically the same thing. They're little Uzis, shorter range. And you use them on the um, um, killer robots. Help me out. Killer robot? What, Cataphron? No, the, um, the oh, not the Rust Stalkers, the, uh, the Infiltrators. infiltrators. Because you just deep strike, shoot them, and you do a ton of mortal wounds. Yeah. And it was really effective. These guys will do the same thing from a longer distance. So, very useful. Uh, and then you have the other version of the Jump Infantry, the Pteraxi Skystalkers. There you go. And they have a Phosphor Torch, which yeah. is Assault D6, 12-inch range, Strength 4, AP1, uh, 1-inch, or I'm sorry, 1 damage. Ignore cover. And then the cool thing, quite clearly, is increased range. 
you can drop down and, and really give someone a wallop in with a bunch of AP1 flamers. Not bad. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It'll be interesting to see how many you can take in a unit. Not bad. But then, uh, as the salesman says, but wait, that's not all. Ooh. They've also got long fingernail or toenails. Yeah. And they get you with the Pteraxi talons. Ooh, watch out. Strength plus one if the bear made a charge move or performed a heroic intervention. So there goes up to a whopping strength four. Yep. Otherwise, it's strength three, AP one, one damage. It's not bad. Yep. Probably have like two attacks. I sometimes, uh, you know, when you're cuddling, scratch my girlfriend with my long toenails if I haven't cut them in a while. So Do you I, call them your Pteraxi talons? I will now. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and I know that uh, that can really be painful. So I can see the appeal of this weapon. Yeah, they might scratch you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, really cool unit, though. Jokes aside, they're very, uh, very, very cool models. Yeah, the models look really cool. So then we also got to take a look at the new flying bird copter. <laughs> it flaps its wings, Reese. The, archeo, the archaeopter. It's so weird. I like it. I do like it a lot. It's a really cool model. The model's um, cool. I just don't like the wings. So we got the Stratoraptor and the archaeopter. One is a transport vehicle, and the other is more of a gunship. Very cool. And uh, they previewed quite a few different uh, the weapon options, bombs, machine guns, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, definitely dig it. And the model looks enormous yeah. as well. It looks a lot like a, like a B-52. It doesn't look That's what they're going for. like a B-52. It's got all the guns everywhere. It does not look like a B-52. It does, 100%. No, it, it does not. 100%. If a B-52 was crossed with a dragonfly, maybe. See? Now you can see it. Nailed it. It does not look like it a B-52. It's got a gunner in the front. It's got two side gunners. It's got a gun on the back. It has a turret on the back. Yeah. You know what looks like a B-52 is the Forge World Ashmilitarum yeah, giant bomber. Yeah. That looks like a B-52. Yeah, that one looks a lot more like a B-52, but this one is like the smaller <laughs> bird-like version. It's not even bird. It's like a bug. Yeah. It looks like a dragonfly. Wings. Yeah. yeah. Very cool models all around. So Admet got a ton of love between that and all the other tanks and skimmers and cool stuff. You know, they're a really, really well-fleshed-out faction now. Maybe one day, maybe, I will be motivated to finish my Admech army. Probably not. Magic 8-Ball says, <laughs> odds are low. Most likely not. Odds are low. All right, taking a look at something else new and cool, probably cooler. Ooh. It's like cool colder. like a misty meadow. Nailed it. I am good at this. It's good. Episode 683, and I've really hit my stride. Did you come up with a name, or did she come up with a name? Uh, Mariana wanted to call it, it was like, what was it? It was called, uh, she, her name, her idea was, it was like foggy forest or something like that. Yeah. I, I put in fog covered forest. It doesn't look like a forest. There's no trees. I know. I, I had all the trees removed. Yeah. <laughs> they look really weird on a TV surface. I was like, this does not look like a forest. It looks like a meadow. <laughs> yeah. So I totally trumped your foggy forest with my misty with meadow. Misty, which isn't even a word. Yes. Are you kidding me? It's not. Look it up. Dude. We had a guy comment on one of the uh, podcasts that didn't believe that, thought I was being the dumb one when I was like, <laughs> um, when I said, uh, uh, oh, now I can't even remember the name. 
See, you are the dumb one. I guess so. I figured it point, out. Point, <laughs> point proven. Oh, the famous, the famous singer-songwriter. When I was like, so-and-so is a poet. And you're like, he is? I was like, yes. Rolling Stone. Oh, my God. I can't even. Now I'm t- totally drawing a blank. John. John Lennon. <laughs> totally American. John Stewart. I don't know. Like a Rolling Stone. Like, Help me out. I'm I got nothing. I don't know what you're talking about right James now. James. James Irwin. <laughs> I guess we're both the dumb ones. James. <laughs> oh, awesome. Come on, that famous American singer-songwriter. Who's also a poet. Yes. Why can't I remember it? I'm totally drawing a blank. I guess we're both dumb. Let's just move on from that one. <laughs> Anyways, we got a new Matt. It's called uh, Misty Meadow. He would have called us. let us know what it looks like. He would have called us that. What the heck? Why can't I can't remember it? Um, really cool, Matt. And definitely, if you put trees on it, it would morph into a foggy forest. Uh-huh. <laughs> See? Uh, but uh, a very, very cool new Matt. And it's available 20% off during... This release period, which goes through May 20th, 2020. And right now we're running low on inventory. Uh, everything's going slow because of all, all what's going on in the world right now. So we are down to just six by fours and desk mats, but we do plan on being restocked probably in about three weeks, hopefully. So from now until then, not as much variety as we typically have, but we still have six by fours, thankfully. Woo. And so, you were talking about Mick Jagger. Total American singer, songwriter, poet. <laughs> He's got them. <laughs> I keep like, wanting yeah, to say okay. James Dean, but that's absolutely incorrect. Ozzy Osbourne. Dude, I gotta look it up now. <laughs> this is this is killing me. Like a Bob Dylan. Ah, what a, you weren't even. Close. I wasn't even in the right letter. <laughs> but yeah, the person was like, he's like. Basically, in a nice way, it was like, you're a dummy if you answered a rhetorical question. I'm like, Frankie was not asking that question rhetorically. <laughs> or was I? <laughs> the world may never know. The real question is, did I want to know the answer? Uh, it was just really funny. I was like, have you listened to this podcast before? <laughs> I was like, Frankie's a smart guy, but he does pop culture is not no, his not strong suit. Close. Yeah. God, nope. where was I going with that one? James. I was like, James I was like, James. <laughs> what? I was like, Rebel without a clue. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. So in other news, uh, Games Workshop has been tickling us, teasing us. Ooh. They've been flirting with us about opening back up for business, although it's still very unclear what's going on. Um, we don't know when our first big order will get to us. <laughs> Our rep is saying soon, not at a definite date. So we don't know. It should be relatively soon, though. They keep sending emails like, well, it's, we're almost there. We're almost there. But for those of you who have put it in order with us in our web cart and have been waiting patiently, we really, really thank you. It's helped us to, to, to keep the lights on and stay in business during this period of time. Um, so thank you genuinely. We should be fulfilling, I would imagine... In the next week, we, we should be able to start fulfilling, hopefully. But we just want to let everybody know um, it's it's probably going to be a herky-jerky, you know, frustrating experience for everybody, including Games Workshop 
and you and us, um, they're probably going to stock out immediately and then they're going to have to make more stuff and then they're going to have to redistribute it. So it's, it's not going to be a smooth process for anybody, including them. They're going to sell out in their web cart probably immediately. Um, you know, so we're just going to have to all just kind of tough it out, but we really want to say thank you for, um, putting in that order basically as a pre-order because it helped us to, to, you know, survive. So, um, for everybody that did do that, we are going to send you out a little, a little thank you, a little, little gift, so to speak. Um, it's like a Christmas card. Yeah. It's going to be a firm handshake (laughs) virtually. No, we're going to send you out a coupon code for your next order. Uh, for those of you who did put in order during this period of time and waited, because we really appreciate it and we want to show you our appreciation. Um, but yeah, just, just hang in there. Um, and we'll keep you all updated as this develops. And once we are able to fulfill orders, we will. And it'll probably take honestly a couple weeks after they open up to get back into a normal flow again. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have some, uh, basically like kind of growing pains here. There's going to be some big orders and, uh, without their manufacturing opening up right away, it's going to take a little bit of time. So yeah. Cause they weren't producing. If they would have been producing during the downtime, they would have yeah, been fine, fine, but they weren't. Nope. So it's going to be all like, you know, a month and change worth of orders all at once. And then they're going to have to get caught up, you know, so it's, it's going to be a little herky jerky, but we'll get through it. Yep. It's not all negative, you know, it's just, it is what it is and we'll, we'll get through it. So thank you again for everybody that's uh, put in those orders. It's really helped. All right. ITC is going to start coming back to life here again. Like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Um, a lot of places are starting to kind of come out of the lockdown and so we just want to say again, you, you know, put your safety first and, you know, trust your local medical experts and, uh, you know, just try to educate yourself the best as possible so that when you get out there and start playing again, that you do so in a safe and uh, yeah, just, smart way. Just be smart about it. Yeah. Take points. It, take it slow. Your points aren't that important. I mean, they are important. Right? We all know that. They're definitely super important. If you could only eat bananas or get ITC points, what would you do? If you could go work a job or get ITC points. <laughs> points. ITC points Duh. every time. Uh, I mean, we joke a lot, but um, yeah, just be smart. Just be smart about it. Yes. Um, but if the places are starting to come back to life, which is great, um, but you know, use your head. Yep. And if you want to support the ITC financially, you can do so via our Patreon all of the proceeds go back into the ITC to co- help cover things like server fees, labor, trophies, all that fun stuff. We do a lot to support local game stores, independent tournaments. You know, we give a lot of time, prize support to them, and that's where that money goes. So if you want to support the ITC, we super appreciate it. You can do for do so for as little as a dollar a month. Woo. Do it. Or you don't have to. Or don't. I mean... You're a selfish. I mean, you should jerk if you don't. <laughs> Just kidding, of course. Just kidding, of course. All right, uh, we had a couple completed commissions uh, produced by the or painted by the FLG Paint Studio, which we are still taking commissions. We had a really amazing Adeptus Mechanicus uh, commission that we recently got done with a really cool black and red paint scheme. You can head over to the podcast and check out the notes, or go to FLGPaintStudio.com and get a wide sampling of what we've done. We also completed an absolutely gorgeous Tau commission recently as a really striking white, yeah. yellow, and black color scheme. They're super cool. Yeah, really, really cool. So if you want to go ahead and get a, a commission in there, a lot of our artists really appreciate it. It helps them get through this tough time as well. 
and uh, put that stimulus money to to use. It's a good use. Put it in. Get in there. Some good old made in the USA products. That's right. Or labor, I guess, it was more of the, the best way to put it. Yeah, it'd definitely be labor. Yeah. Although, do they still? I guess it could be made. Because a lot of the GW product there actually is made here, too. What, GW product? Yeah. Yeah, in Dallas, isn't it? Huh. They closed all their manufacturing. Oh, did they reconsolidate it in the UK? Yeah. I can't keep up sometimes with where it's all going down. Good old <laughs> good old American elbow grease going into it. A little brow sweat. Distribute it in the U.S. Well, that's labor, too. There you go. All right. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for episode 683 of Signals from the Frontline, where we help you kill some time. Yeah. Not as much to talk about as usual, but that's okay. Uh, we'll be back to a normal routine, I think, in the not-too-distant future here. Fingers crossed. All right. In the meantime, everybody, happy gaming. Enjoy this time with family, some introspection. Get, get Develop some new hobbies. You know, meditate. Really look inward. Be like Yoda. Explore inner space. <laughs> Instead of like Darth Vader trying to conquer outer space. I don't know. Conquering outer space sounds way cooler. <laughs> Does it? Yes. I don't know, dude. If you want to achieve enlightenment... Be like Yoda. Nah. Total, total <laughs> world domination. Way better. Be like James Dillon, the famous James American. Dean, the the famous American. Cut down that apple tree, you know? <laughs> famous American playwright. Fought vampires with an axe, you know? That good old guy. That was Abraham Washington. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Best president uh, we ever had. <laughs> also... If you want real accurate history, I recommend <laughs> hardcore history, where they're not dumb. It might be more accurate, <laughs> not as entertaining. I've been crushing hardcore history. Yeah? I, Dude, I've, I've been a fan for quite a while, but man, that is easily, easily one of the best podcasts out there. Like, no question. It's so well done. I love it. It's great while you're painting. Definitely recommend it. You're turning into my dad. Just watch the History Channel all day. Well, the History Channel has really... I mean, dude, they have like mockumentaries about mermaids now. That's Amazing. sad. Like how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> but if like, since we're just, we're just, we're just <laughs> chewing the <laughs> fat, since we're just here, chewing yeah. the fat right now, um, there's a lot of really, really good uh, YouTube channels that have excellent, excellent history content. I'm a big history buff, obviously. And um, they're... <laughs> I have learned a lot about medieval sword play. Ooh, you be a LARPer. <laughs> I was, dude, I've been fascinated. Like, there's been, there's some really good channels where they're like, did the English longbow actually, was it actually able to penetrate the French breastplate, like at the Battle of Agincourt? And I'm like, hell yeah, let's do this. Let's get it. And they like, they like first smith a breastplate using old techniques. These guys are the hardcore. I love it, dude. You know what I'm saying hard. And then they have a guy that's trained for like 20 years in traditional English longbow, <laughs> with it with an actual Who longbow. Does that? Like, these guys, these yeah, it was awesome. You're like you're like I'm gonna dedicate my life to the English longbow. That's <laughs> not used. Well, the guy either. did it for yeah. like he did it as like a hobby, but he's been doing it his yeah. whole life. And the dude was jacked because they were like an actual bowman. Um, you would think of them, like, I, at least when I was a kid, and you were like thinking about things like the Battle of Agincourt, kind of wimpy. Wow. But like those guys were yoked, bro. Like to pull the bow was like two hundred pound draw weight. Like they're repeatedly pulling two hundred pound draw weight over and over. Pounds of draw, dude, is gnarly. Like how much power these things had. 
but they shoot them yeah. at because like the the legend they was 100 go through a breastplate not even close really not even remotely close because the the mm-hmm. legend was that the longbow could kill the knight yeah but they did it they recreated it and it's not it, does, it, it at best dented the breastplate you know what else is crazy since we're going off way into the weeds, but this is fascinating to me. They'd probably just kill the horses and make them walk. And like, ah, no, because what would, and what, it's really cool because they would, um, these guys would have such a high rate of fire yeah. that it, the, um, you would start to kill them, but it would be like lucky shots. It was like, you know, I'm just going to make up a number, like one in a hundred. Fair enough. Because they, the, the French would wear like a cloth over their armor that would like catch the arrow. Yeah, and then it was cool because in this demonstration, uh, the breastplate would have a V on it, like a, a piece of metal shaped like a V, and they always wondered what it was for. It's because they have these high speed cameras. They were showing the arrow would hit the breastplate and go up, and go up into your neck, and yeah. so they were always like, "Oh, that's what it's for. It deflected things away." And now they're learning this stuff because they're actually putting it to use, right? That's cool. And the guy, even the, the archer, was like, he was like, "I'm pretty good at this." He's about the real longbowman trained from the time they were a child they were like way better than i will ever be Jeez. but even to i'm going one more little fun factoid um they did a test to see if it was uh if a knight could if a knight's breastplate could stop a bullet a musket from the 15th century like at the end of when knights were going when when they stopped being a thing yeah and um at the end of the i believe it was 15th century they had double breastplates Double? Double breastplates because musketeers were becoming more, arquebuses were becoming more common. Yeah. It did. A direct shot would stop a bullet. But then they would, they explained, they're like, to actually get armor of this quality, it was like, you were basically a millionaire to be able to afford this. So they were like. <laughs> like a couple guys. Yeah. Like, literally, there would be like like a handful of guys that could do. Whereas like, the musket's like not even that expensive. Like, take them down. And that's why knights stopped doing it. Because they're like the breastplate the average guy wore. The bullet went right through it. <laughs> and like, like, it could deflect it. Like, there was a chance it would deflect it off and wouldn't kill him. That's yeah. why they wore them. They're like, but no, nah, like they're like, it was inferior steel and it was thinner and all this stuff. So anyway, there you go. That was fun. We dropped a lot of knowledge. Let's on start you. our own history podcast. We could. Where we talk <laughs> about the famous night, <laughs> Bob Washington. Bob Washington. Who <laughs> <laughs> was a singer poet in his own day. Singer and poet <laughs> and dancer. Ooh, knights did have to learn dance. That was a it's part of true. their training. It's 100% true. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for, for hanging in there with us. Hope you had fun. And uh, if any of what we just said was factually inaccurate, don't hold it against <laughs> yeah, us. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All yeah. right. Until next week, everybody. Uh, have a great week. And we will talk to you again next Wednesday. See you.